Before we get into the episode, we would like for you guys to take a listen at these clips that came from a sermon called The Language and Leading of a King by Jerry Flowers from Redefine TV for Better Understanding. People are catching the mantle of your fatherhood. And so we have these dysfunctions after dysfunctions after dysfunctions after dysfunctions after dysfunctions after dysfunctions. And now you're saved, you love God, you're watching this message, and you're wondering why are my relationships failing? Why can't I keep a job? Why don't I like what I see in the mirror? Why am I struggling with my esteem? It's because there's something in the blood. The devil is a generational assassin. I'm talking about fathers. You are the point of reference to God to your children. So if you had a father, make the greats, make A's, succeed, be a valedictorian. When you grow up and you fail, You feel as though God didn't love you. God is not there for you. He's not proud of you because you had a father that wanted you to perform, 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 perform. If you don't perform, I'm so disappointed in you. You have messed up and disgraced the family name. I'm so disappointed. And so when you sin and when you fall short of the glory of God, you feel as though God is so disappointed in you and he doesn't love you. And he has to die on the cross again because the father was the point of reference to how we viewed the heavenly father. Yeah, that father that was never there, that he said he was going to be there and you're 10 years old sitting outside of basketball practice. People are telling you, do you need a ride? And you say, no, because daddy said he was going to pick me up and you're waiting and coach is sitting right there. And he's saying, come on, man, let's just let me go ahead and take you home. And you don't want the coach to take you home again. He did the last three practices. He did the last three practices. You wanted your father to be a man of his word and pick you up and he didn't show up, he wasn't there, and so now you're riding home trying to fight back tears because at a young age you have learned I have to embody my pain and when you get older and when you grow up and you face a hard place, you got laid off due to coronavirus, something hard hits your life, you feel just like that 10 year old boy, God ain't gonna show up, God's not gonna come through because your father was your point of reference to God. This is why we have to be men who stay in a position Because we are their first impression of what fathers look like. We have women right now who are wounded, calling other men daddy because she never had a daddy. And she's trying to find daddy. And the boy that she's sleeping with is trying to find daddy too. And he feels secure because she's calling him daddy and he never knew a daddy. And he doesn't know what manhood looks like. And so we have cycle after cycle of people being broken because they never were exposed to how kings lead and were never exposed to a kingdom language. We have all these abandonment issues, staying in relationships that are toxic and that are no good because you have all of this abandonment and you have all of this rejection and you didn't get the affirmations you needed as a child. You didn't get the good job, son. I'm so proud of you when you were a child. You didn't get the good job, daughter. I'm so proud of you when you were a child. And so now you love hard because it was hard not being loved. I felt that. Hello, guys. We are back. <laughs> I'm Sim. I'm Lex. And welcome to Go Girl Go. Welcome to all of our winning women. And today, we're going to be talking about the infamous daddy issues. <laughs> so, we're going to start off with our opening prayer as usual. So, all my ladies, bow your heads. All my families, if you want to get this revelation, bow your heads. God, my Father, I just want to come to you now to just ask you to just do spiritual healing to everybody who will be listening. Um, I know that daddy issues is a problem that everybody in our culture has right now. And I just want to ask you to just release my brothers and sisters of this years of pain and heartache and just unforgiveness that they're harboring in their hearts they don't even know that they have. And I just want to ask you to just use me and Lex as just mere puppets. Speak through us, God. Anything that we're, any grudges that we're holding that we don't even know that we have, I just ask you to loosen our grip to them. I ask you to speak through us. As I said before, I know that it's me and Lex's name on the podcast, God, but this is all you. Please do what you need to do through us. Help us say what we need to say to just give healing to everybody and to just know that, you know, even though people are experiencing things to their earthly fathers, that you are our ultimate father, God. So I just want to thank you. We love you. We trust you. And we're yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's let's get into it. (laughs) Let's get into it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. 
So, Vex, what does daddy issues mean to you? Daddy issues to me is basically when at a young age you are traumatized, hurt, and been through experiences with your earthly father, like you said, that linger on for years and years and years until like the emotions the emotions are just where you can't even bear me and where you like your whole judgment is cloud clouded and then your relationships are affected by your earthly father mm-hmm. so, so the clips that we we're going to insert these clips in here but we're going to talk about them now you know how basically in the clips he was saying that um we reap the percussions of our father's, um, you know, like their fatherhood. And that's why we have so much dysfunction in our society. So do you think that's true? Um, Yes. I think that, first off, the few years of your life is basically a foundation for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the emotions that you feel when you're young and the pain you experience, it it just... It just, like, basically carries with you. Like, you carry that resentment and pain Mm -hmm. towards your dad. Whatever he has done, whether it was sexually abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, any type of abuse, period. Yes, abandonment, rejection, period. Mm -hmm. You carry that with you, whether you know it or not, whether you can, like, sit Mm -hmm. alone. You're not hurt by You don't care if he's in your life or not. But you hurt in reality, and it expresses itself through who you choose to be around and who you choose to have relationships with. So, yeah. I definitely agree with that because I feel like people kind of don't really, and I know in our culture, like, it's so common for, like, single moms and people to just, like, the father's basically not present in most households. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, people you know like the whole like a mom can't raise a man and I feel like that kind of plays into it too because it's just like you have all these boys that have never really had father figures and even if they do have father figures they're not like as strong of a father figure as they need to be and so Mm -hmm. everybody's kind of just reaping those percussions and it's just like nobody really has uh the perfect example of an actual father yeah I feel like if you, whether you're in a good household or not, you got that. Not dude. even with your dad. Yeah, not even with your dad. You can. We most people don't like to talk about it, but you can have mama issues mm-hmm. too. Like you can be hurt just by the simple fact that you being abused and your mama is just sitting there, let it happen. Yeah. Like, or she's not standing up for you. Like people actually go through stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I think we we focus too much on the dad in a household. And we don't focus on the mama because how are all these these things going on in this household and you allowing it? You still mm-hmm. And I feel like why is this stuff even allowed to go on? Yeah, I feel like to a certain extent though, it kinda goes back to the dad because I, most moms, when you're in that situation, that's learned behavior from your, you know what I'm saying, your childhood. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in my family, it's kind of just like when you see people go through it and it's kind of learned behavior, like you know, a lot of women think that's okay. Like tough love is how you should be loved and you know and I feel like a lot of women like they seek invalidation so much in their significant other and their spouse that they kind of just like feel like they have to let it ride you know it's just like okay well I don't want to lose um this marriage I don't want to lose my husband or I don't and you know a lot of people don't want to even lose the image because you know a lot of people like Mm -hmm. to fake like they're just in this happy home with this happy marriage, happy family, but you know, and it's happening behind closed doors. And I feel like that's one big thing because our generation suffers in silence. And a huge part of that is the phrase like what goes on in my house stays mm-hmm. in my house. I definitely agree with and that. And I don't think I don't think parents understand that like kid a kid will take that literally yeah like literally like it'll be probably you'd have been been beat to death yeah because my mama used to do that just because you told yeah just because you told them like what stays in my house 
what goes on in my house stays in my house. They not finna tell nobody. Mm-hmm. They'll suffer in silence. And I also feel like it's a it's a big um problem for in a especially in a black household. Mm-hmm. If a child if a child feel like they don't like something that a parent is doing, they can't even tell you without being disrespectful. Yeah. And it kind of, it just goes back. I, I feel like, for one, we both know, like, how the, what is the baby bloomers? the My grandmother's generation, mm-hmm. I know a lot of them, it's kind of just basically, like, the black community in general, it's just like, you know, you have to almost just, like, forget your feelings. Like, it's kind of just forget mm-hmm. how you feel. I'm the parent. You know, I'm the superior. I don't really care what you got going on. What I say goes. And I feel like that's how people get affected and just like boys in general because I feel like boys have been conditioned to grow up and not tell how they feel to mask their feelings and to just let everything go out the window so when it's time for you to actually you know show emotions to your daughter or to show emotions to your wife or anything you can't do it and so that Mm -hmm. tough love gets passed down because a girl feels like she has to chase a boy for him to love her because she had to chase her dad for him to love her you know yeah and then um like you said a boy is raised totally different than a girl Mm -hmm. so on one hand if you do have daddy issues and it's like a um emotional thing Mm -hmm. with your dad on one hand it's his fault because he did have he had the the chance to change his ways right he did Mm mm-hmm but at the same time, wait, 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 wait. Before people, you get into that, because I feel like you finna, I want to say, how do you? Because I feel like this finna lead into what you finna say. How do you feel like girls have? Because I feel like a lot of people don't really realize they have that issue. So how do you feel like that creeps into your life, or you feel like our generation or the girls kind of mask it without really realizing it? If that makes sense. I don't think it really creep up on you until you like kind of grown mm-hmm. because that's when you realize side that's note when... that's why we here that's why yeah. we here <laughs> <laughs> but I think like when you when you grown or when you growing up you realize like maybe other people telling you like bro like what you doing that's not right mm-hmm. and then you start to think back like well I thought it was right because like this how I was raised or mm-hmm. this how I was brought up so yeah. then that's when it started processing your head like dang maybe I was like taught something that wasn't all the way right. Yes. You get what I'm saying? I so I think that's too. that's how it creep up on you. Mm-hmm. Because I think as kids we kind of like we don't really understand for real for real. Yeah. We don't understand the, whole, like, the you'll severity. Understand when you get older. Yeah. I think that's when it that's when it kind of hits you when you when you kind of grow up and you're in sticky situations and you like why like I'm not understanding why I even got here or how I got here or why am I even letting myself let myself act like this but yeah I think um let me get back to to the boys though because I think a lot of girls gonna take what we say and run with it Mm -hmm. like we on their side everything that they do they have a right to feel the way they feel huh that's not true because sometimes you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes mm-hmm. because right. we're not all the way right. Exactly. I know me, I can't speak for you, but me, you I still have stuff. Me me. <laughs> <laughs> I still have stuff that I do that I know is not right, but it's because how I was raised. And I don't try to use it for as an excuse. I know it's something stuff mm-hmm. that I probably need to work on. Right. Like my, for example, I have a really bad habit of when something is bothering me. I don't say too much. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, I don't think to you why what you did bother me. Because mm-hmm. my head. So, do you feel like that stemmed from. Yeah. Like yeah. your childhood? Yeah, because my dad. Mm-hmm. But my dad is like a real introvert. Like, mm-hmm. he don't talk too much. He's more mm-hmm. of a like, if he mad, he get quiet. And that's me yeah. all the way. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. finna. It's not too much talking we're gonna do. Right. But that's just an example. It's way more like worse stuff that other girls may have that they stem mm-hmm. that stem from their parents. But I know right. that's just an example for me. Mm-hmm. So you have to really put yourself in the other person's shoes. Like I may not do it, but they may genuinely feel 
and did nothing wrong because this is how they were brought up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can't judge nobody because of it. Like they, you can, you can't judge nobody. But I mean, it is kind of. I feel like to a certain extent yeah. because yeah. I feel like you know, to a certain extent, like you can only blame your parents for so much because yeah. sooner. And I feel like if you're like mature enough to know. Like if you're mature enough to say, "Oh, my daddy did this wrong, my daddy did that wrong," and you continue to make the same mistakes that he made, like that's yeah. a choice because it's just like if you can tell me he did it wrong, how could you not see mm-hmm. that you're doing it wrong? And just yeah. like if the police pull you over because you're doing something, they're not gonna say, "Oh, well, he had a, a rough childhood, so I'm gonna just let him go." Like, no, you have to take responsibility for your own actions. Yeah, because but I do go ahead. Cause like when 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 you go to heaven, God is not gonna be looking at like what your daddy did to you. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna be looking at who hurt you, what cousin hurt you, what mm-hmm. what your mama did, what your aunties did, what your uncle did, yeah, what your boyfriend did. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's you're only gonna be judged by how you responded and how you made the situation work out. That's that's all that you're gonna be judged off of. Your heart, period. Yeah. Keep your heart pure. Yeah, and yeah. So I think that people grow up and still try to use that. Oh, this is how I was raised. It can only be so many times that you use that till you get wore out. Like you grown yeah. now, you grown. You got your own some, house, your own bills to pay. Point, Why are you still using their behaviors as your excuse? Yeah. And it's just like you want those, you know, like you want your children to grow up in the same environment that you mm-hmm. grew up in. But I feel like a lot of girls, and I know a lot of girls wanted to hear about the whole how, um, like, your daddy issue affects your relationships. Mm-hmm. Because I know, for example, for me, I know that my dad had a lot of qualities. Um, just to basically shorten up the story, um, me and my dad basically just, we had, like, we he was in my life, and then he wasn't. Just mm-hmm. basically to put it like that. But the way that he kind of exited, it just kind of took a lot out of me just because of the way that everything played out. Like, he was kind of just like, one day he's here, and then one day he's not. And just, like, the stuff that he basically kind of did and how he went about the situation, yeah. it kind of just made me feel like, dang, like, this my daddy. Like, why does, why does he, why is he mm-hmm. doing certain stuff? And I know the guy that I started dealing with after I'm I'm about to give him a nickname because he's the star of my show. What 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 can what's the nickname? Um I'm gonna we're gonna call him grilled cheese. Oh my Lord. And I just want y'all to know that I really I got oh, mad Jesus. love for grilled cheese Help for real Lord. for real because he really you know he really taught me a lot about myself so grilled cheese if you listen to this I got mad love for you. You my homie real talk anytime I got one homie. question why but, real cheese though? <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind. So, okay. if y'all, the ex that I was talking about last show, this show, and all the future shows, real cheese is his, is his name. He's the star of my show. Basically, so a lot of the qualities that my dad had that I didn't like, grilled cheese had the same qualities. Like, just as far as, like, you know, emotions switching on and off and just like, how he went about certain stuff and I feel like in the situation and I didn't even realize you know that he acted like my dad until like I started walking with God and I kind of got to you know look back mm-hmm. on the situation I feel like in the moment I was seeking for validation so much and I kind of was just like because I'm just like, okay both of these people didn't need the same thing so I feel like in my heart like without me even realizing I was trying so hard to basically prove to myself that I wasn't the problem and I just kind of kept throwing myself back because I'm just like, okay, like, if it worked, that means I'm not the problem. Like, it means that, you know, it's not just me. Like, that's not why people keep leaving. That's not why, you know, and I feel like when you get to that position, that's why I really, really, really feel like before girls start to get in a relationship, they should really, like, if they have an absent father, they should really look into that because yeah. you kind of, like, seek for validation. And I feel like, the way my dad kind of lived, like all those emotions, I threw them onto grilled cheese. Like basically yeah. giving him the role of my daddy, wanting him to make me feel secure, wanting him to like show me this unconditional love. And I used, I remember I used to tell him all the time that I wanted 
unconditional love. Like, I want him to love me no matter what. And I feel like, to a certain extent, that wasn't really fair because he's not my daddy and he can never take that place and he'll never be able to fill that void. And so, you know, and that unconditional love that I needed, you know what I'm saying, he can never, you only gonna get that from God, honestly. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of girls think about it like this, but what if you're going with a boy, you're looking, you said you're looking for your dad and him, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of girls are realizing, like, what if that, what if that boy is looking for his mom and them? Because we quick to say, mm-hmm. like, when they do something wrong, oh, I'm not going to teach you, like, how, how to, to be, be my mama. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm want, not your yep. mama, like. But you want him to be your daddy. Yeah, and I so def- it's like, I definitely agree. Yeah, so it's like, I understand now. Because mm-hmm. boys' emotions are downplayed a lot. Yeah. They emotions are downplayed a lot. So you get a boy young, he's in a relationship, mm-hmm. the girl is asking for everything in him. Young. Yeah. And he's feeling like he's not doing enough for the girl. So when he yeah. have a kid, how do you expect him? The whole time you was teaching him, I'm not your mom, I'm not this. How do you expect mm-hmm. him to treat they little girl or you get what yeah. I'm saying like they son and I feel like one thing that I really didn't realize is like grilled cheese he came from a two-parent household so like that's what I you know so in my mind I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like this is stability like this is what I need like he has his mom and his dad he knows like you know he has a good example of a marriage I guess and like basically like that's what I was kind of trying to throw myself in that because he's just like okay like this is security like he has everything I, well, I thought that I wanted or everything that, you know, that looks good, you know, everything that good ain't gold. Yes, but I just feel like you like you just don't really realize what you're doing. And when you're so clouded by your emotions and mm-hmm. you feeling like, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like in the clip that we basically talked about, it was just like, you know, you have girls out here that are feeling so bad for love that they're calling the but they're sleeping with daddy yeah. and he feeling secure because you calling him daddy and he looking for daddy in his own he looking <laughs> for daddy and mama so it's just like now you got these two broken people and you don't eat like and you just don't even realize what you're doing yeah that's why i think um all the blame y'all should not if y'all haven't if y'all listen to this and y'all having daddy issues i think mm-hmm. you just need to come to terms with everything is not his fault yeah, and I want to emphasize most—it's learned behavior. Yeah, and I want to emphasize everything because I'm not saying like don't blame him for stuff he done done. Yeah, he did you wrong. He hurt you, and he was grown. He knew. Yeah, he was grown. But sincere, I think some things we don't really think about because we don't think about mm-hmm. you know how young our parents had us. Yeah, that's like us having a kid now and we gonna be clueless like especially yeah. a man a man like they whole life they saying don't they tell him don't show emotion don't do this you can't cry you a man so when you have mm-hmm. a child you've been you've been taught this your whole life you have a child exactly you still young mm-hmm. it's some stuff you got to figure out and it just depends on how strong you are yeah that's, that's true and i know my dad his father was absent. So, you know, and I'm not saying like that should justify yeah. the stuff that he did, but it's learned behavior. Like, how could you be a father when you've never had, and he had my step, you know, my step granddaddy, but like that step boy will never feel the void of your actual father, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. But another thing we need to talk about is how do you get over it? Like, okay. we know, we know he didn't hurt you, sweetheart. We know. Mm-hmm. He, he never showed up. He ain't never been there. Mm-hmm. Probably can't even call him now. Okay. He was supposed How to take get you, you know over. what I'm saying, to get your hair done. He never came. Yeah. Or even, but it's okay. But we forgetting about the people whose dads are deceased. Yeah. You know, They don't even I have the like... option to be there if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So we and also they, need to speak to yeah, them, too. To I'm too. sorry. Yeah, and also people who never knew, you know, never even knew their daddy. Because I feel like some people like their dad in their life, but it's just not like you know. Yeah. But far as getting over it, first of all, the root that you need to get is 
you kind of have to like the thing that you have to do first is you have to know yourself because I know when I was like in situations that I was in like I didn't realize like why I was like putting up with certain stuff why I was reacting to certain stuff just like because I remember when I um when all that had happened, like, I was kind of known as the girl at school, like, yes, sin, got an attitude, don't say this and that to sin, like, you know, yeah. she's so rowdy and this, and, like, I know I had got to a point, and I'm just like, why, like, why am I like this? Like, I don't understand why, um, like, you know, why I do certain stuff, and so the first thing that you have to do is you have to know yourself, and you have to kind of, like, try to, first you gotta ask God to reveal to you these things that you don't see because I feel like it's easy for us to go about life and we don't see and a lot of people kind of just feel like oh I don't really care about what my dad did like I'm old I'm over it but you don't realize the hurt just because it ain't hurting don't mean it's healed mm-hmm. so you have to like really like I guess you have to really just ask God to reveal stuff to you you know because a lot of times you don't even know and forgiveness, unforgiveness will, like, eat you up, and it will yes. just have you doing a lot of stuff, and just being, like, kind of vindictive, and a lot of stuff, you know, basically, and then, when you, even if you have a good boyfriend, you kind of throwing all that, like, yeah. stuff off mm-hmm. him, just because, you know, you never had that. So, yeah. I would say step one is kind of to try to figure out the problem, I guess. Okay, and I would say, Step two is like figuring out God because once mm-hmm. you have that relationship with God, it's like you don't even want to judge nobody for nothing no more because you start mm-hmm. to realize that either you was placed in my life for a reason, not even you was placed in my life, I was placed in your life for mm-hmm. a reason, or it's just like I'm finna work it out with you, I'm finna let it go by myself because, yeah. When you in a relationship with God, that's your father. Everything else just goes out the window. Yeah, that's your father. So, so it's nothing that, ten. Though yeah. my father and mother will leave me, God will never forsake. Yes. So, once you figure out your relationship with God, first off, he's going to teach you to forgive. He's going to teach you not to judge people. And he's going to teach you, first off, you shouldn't trust nobody more than you trust me. I think you should, you know how earlier you were talking about, like, when we, I guess kind of when we're done wrong, we basically forget about all the stuff that we didn't need, you know, so how you said earlier about the girl, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, so in the Bible, it's, um, it's a lady that the Philistines brought into the room with Jesus, mm-hmm. and was basically, outside. they was outside, <laughs> well, they was in Bible study sincere. Inside, outside. <laughs> they was in Bible study. They interrupted Bible study. Mm-hmm. So, they brought them in, out, whichever one. They brought They brought the lady to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, they bring her to Jesus, and they like, you know, we just caught this lady in the act of adultery. Um, what should we do? We're supposed to stone her. All this from the laws of Moses, we're supposed to stone her. So, Jesus, first off, it said Jesus stooped. So he started drawing in the sand. Yeah, but reminding them of they sin. First off, the stoop because then he's making himself lower than a woman. Mm -hmm. So before they even like before they even wanted him to answer the question, or before he even he wasn't even first off he didn't even answer the question. He didn't even say nothing to them. He stooped and wrote in the sand in the sand. So to me, he's first making himself lower than a woman, and then. Mm -hmm. He tells them, whoever sinned, throw the first rock. Whoever hasn't sinned. Whoever hasn't sinned, throw the first rock. Yeah. Nobody threw the rock. Mm-hmm. So I would like to beg to differ. What if we trade the woman out for your daddy, and we trade the Philistines out for you? And mm-hmm. we trade the sin out because a man not taking care of his household is a sin in itself. Right. So mm-hmm. we're going to trade that sin for hers. And we're going to you gon' you gonna stone your daddy? Especially First of all, you after, don't need to throw the stone because yeah, like you didn't sin, you didn't hurt people. Nine yeah. times out of ten, you didn't hurt people. So you cannot out judge. Out of that hurt because hurt people hurt people. Exactly. So you cannot judge 
Nobody, matter of fact, especially not your daddy. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying because we don't really know what happened between you and your daddy. And I know some stuff is kind of just like, you know, like, whether it's, you know, like, abuse or rape and stuff. Like, we're not justifying that. But we're just saying, like, yeah, you can't really hold on to that, you know? Yeah, you can't hold on to it, to it because you, like, harboring resentment. You harboring anger in your heart towards that person. Mm-hmm. And God can't And really... one. Yeah, go ahead. God, God... He's not gonna work with it because you mm-hmm. haven't. You have to open your heart when you walk in with God. You have to open your heart to everybody. You have to forgive everybody. When people do you wrong, get on your knees and pray. That's all I can and say. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be. And I'm, you know, like I said before, I'm not really saying. You know, I'm not trying to justify everything because I understand that some stuff goes to the extreme, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people. Are, I can't forgive my daddy because he did this. I can't forgive my daddy because he did that. Now, what if your earthly father was to say, I can't forgive you because you turned your back on me and you went to a party and, you know what I'm saying, knowing that I told you not to do that. I'm going to turn my back on you because you had sex before marriage, knowing you weren't supposed to do that. I'm not, I'm going to turn my, you know what I'm saying? I can't forgive you. So you really just, I just feel like when you in a low place and you go through stuff, and you know when you get out it's just like you can only judge people using the amount of grace that god gave you yeah so you think about all the stuff that you did all the stuff you've had to cry next god to forgive you for and i know i'm not saying that you know because in god's eyes everything is the same lying unforgiveness all of that is the same so and you really cutting your blessings off like how do you expect to live a life you know past this hurt or yeah. heal and all this and you're still hanging on to that resentment because even if you you know if you hate your daddy you're letting him win so yeah. everything that he did to you like you went through all that for what just to still be in the same to still be hurt to still be holding on to all this stuff and one thing I've come to realize like through a lot of stuff that happened in my life it's just like I went through all that to make something I'm, I'm not gonna go through all that just to end up how you said I was gonna be yeah. Like, or how you treated me, exactly. Like I was gonna be. So yeah, I think that play a a really big part in it too. Mm-hmm. Is you always when you walking with God. First off, when you walking with God, anything your earthly father didn't give you, or he, couldn't give you, a double for your trouble. You're gonna get that and more mm-hmm. if you walk with God. Yeah, because what is that? I have never seen. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know what I'm saying? You can do good stuff without God, but it just ain't going to be great. Yeah. And it's whatever you do without God, it's going to eventually fall because mm-hmm. he's not going to help you pick up the pieces with something that he didn't even give you. Exactly. But yeah, I think I think when you're walking with God, you're going to get everything, the knowledge, the love, wisdom Mm -hmm. strength anything that you didn't get from your earthly father you're gonna get from him yeah one thing that i can say like as i started walking with god like i've never just had like so much actual happiness yeah like you know how you can like you'll be happy for one minute but then everything start you know like stuff just starts coming back and you start thinking of this and i feel like all this stuff that's happened in my life i've never really had pure joy until i've actually like started walking with God. Yeah. And I feel like the things of the earth can only make you happy for so long. Which is why you kinda have to give that unforgiveness from your father to God. Because if like you know, if you try to do it on your own, it's just like it'll you'll forgive them for a minute. Then you know somebody says something and it brings you back. Yeah. Or you see them and it brings it back. You know? So you really just have to give that to God. You really have to ask him. Because forgiveness is not easy. At all. We're and not it's not something y'all, that comes overnight. Yeah, we're not telling y'all to forgive and forget. You yeah, don't got to forget. Yeah, you don't got to forget what they did to you. But you got to forgive it. Because if you don't, your life only going to spiral down. Mm-hmm. Because it takes more energy to seek revenge on somebody. And have an attitude with somebody. Than just walking past them. Waving. Hey. God bless you. Going about your way. Exactly. So, and you'll be so surprised at like how much you surrender in that. God will bless you yes. because He knows that it's hard for you to do it. 
So he's going to give you a reward for doing it. Like whether it's joy or bringing. Oh, and also another thing, like my, for y'all who don't know, I run track. And I honestly feel like if it wasn't for my dad leaving my life and stuff, I have literally the most amazing coach in the world who is literally like my father. And I honestly don't feel like I would have got him if I was still holding on, you know what I'm saying, to the stuff that my dad did. I wouldn't be able to completely, like, you know, let him take me under his wing if I was still just like, okay, every man isn't anything. Like, all these men are just crazy. They don't, you know, you'll be blocking out your blessing. And just like I said, double for your trouble. So when God takes something from you, and even I don't, you know, because I don't want to say that everything, like everything, like God is basically who made your daddy like abuse you or something because that's yeah. not true. But what um the devil tries to use for evil, God will turn it into good. But it just depends on how you let him. You can either mm-hmm. let it, you know, t- overtake you, and you can become this bitter, angry person. And you'll never get anywhere in life, or you can just hand it over to God and get what God promised you, you know? Yeah, but I want people to understand you will not get that if you're not faithful to God. Exactly. That is true. You have to be faithful to God to get mm-hmm. any reward. That's true. So you can't just sit up here and... Because if you don't realize that if you're faithful to God and he going to work everything out for your good... That that yeah. anger and resentment and revenge spirit is gonna just like it's gonna eat you alive when you don't have God, which mm-hmm. you gonna and your you whole just life you gonna be worried yeah. about. Oh, my daddy ain't do this, so I ain't gonna be stunning nobody. Like mm-hmm. you gonna live that way your whole life, and you go your whole life not realizing you're bleeding on other people, like you yeah. bleeding on people who didn't even cut you just because. You can't take care of yourself. And I feel like even then, like, you will never be able to, like, because I know a lot of girls want, like I said, unconditional love. They want, mm-hmm. a, you know, a man potentially to have um, a family with. But you're never going to be able to get that until you surrender all of your hurt and things. Because you can't go into a relationship throwing all of your problems onto somebody else. Yeah. And then you... You're throwing all your problems on them. You're stopping their growth. Yeah. And you, don't, like, first of all, everybody already has baggage on their own. You ain't yeah. realizing, like, what kind of problems they have on their own. So now you come, you throwing your daddy issues onto this boy. Yeah. And, you know, like, he still probably trying to, he probably don't have a daddy. So he's probably trying to learn how to be a man on his own. And you kind of just, like, giving him, you know, that, what am I trying to say? that responsibility yeah of being that for you and you know you have to be enough for yourself but you're never going to get that if you don't surrender it to god and then what i think is very important also that go along with it mm-hmm. that boy you putting all that on him that boy is eventually gone he's gonna prove you right you done had it in your mind this your whole life like men ain't nothing but you putting your mm-hmm. trust in a boy that's gonna eventually mess up like, we yeah. young, we all going to make mistakes. He's going to eventually mess up. So now mm-hmm. you didn't disappointed yourself because you didn't put all your trust into a boy instead of God. Yeah. Because and I have also, never seen the righteous forsaken, ever. So uh, you put your baby, trust... I ain't going to commit a quote <laughs> When you put your trust in God, he's not a liar. Your daddy might have been. Your, the boy might have been. But God is not a liar. Heavenly Father, he's not. He can't lie. He's not a liar. So you're going to disappoint yourself. All that trust and hurt that you feel, you need to put it into God, period. Because Mm -hmm. you're not going to get hurt that way. With that boy, you never know what that boy might do. That boy might run off the next day, don't love you no more, go cheat, have a baby. Then boom, you back to prison. So Go cheat, have a baby. Go cheat, have a baby. The baby be a junior. Little junior running around here. Now every time you see little little LJ. You see Lil Junior on Facebook, you gotta remember what this boy didn't put you through. And now you say but one thing I will say is I feel like when you don't like kind of give that stuff to God, like because I feel like when you give all that to God, he'll change your desires. So yeah. like the qualities that you're seeing in a boy 
Like, when you really get your worth and you know, and I feel like when you know, like, okay, like, my dad did this, I don't want my, you know, husband to have these qualities, your desires will change. Yeah. And I feel like you can't, you know, first of all, when you don't heal, you basically, like, putting yourself in positions that weren't even meant for you. So now you're more hurt. Yeah. And I remember, like, just, like, goes back to the validation thing, like, when I would do stuff with, what was his name? Grilled cheese? Mm-hmm. When I would do stuff with grilled oh, cheese, Jesus, or grilled when, cheese. like, um, I don't know, they're my dog, they're my dog, grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. when, um, just, like, because I remember just telling him, like, oh, I feel like I need you, or I feel like I need you to give me this, I need you to give me this type of love, or I need you, like, to forget, and I just feel like nobody on this earth, even if you do, I feel like the only kind of love that you will ever get where you can make mistakes and they will love you the same and you will just be like it's only going to come from either your husband or God and God I mean your husband is going to be ordained by God yeah so you have to just like be able to give it up to God for you to be able to get that spiritual healing and I'm gonna use one of Roscoe's words Lord thank you Jesus she just told us but women are so pressed on going to find a man that's the opposite of their daddy but mm-hmm. i'm gonna quote another scripture he 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 said again he he who finds a wife not she who not finds a she husband who finds a wife or she who finds a husband maybe he he need to be looking for you he who finds a wife finds a good thing And one thing that I learned is, you know, when you're kind of working on your spiritual healing, you're working, God is going to send you a helper. Mm -hmm. Most of us just want God to send us company, but God is going to send you a helper. Like, and it says, let me make a helper Mm. for me. He ain't say, let me give you some company. Let me give you somebody to pass some time. Let me give you somebody to throw your your problems on. A helper, <laughs> okay. A helper, right? And you just have to realize that. So, and honestly, if you got somebody in your life that ain't helping you, you know they company. If you, you know what I'm saying, their company got to go. Yeah. Then one more thing we didn't touch on is um that pain that you've been feeling all your life. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a purpose behind it. Because yes, Lord. you did not go through all that you've been through mm-hmm. to end up somewhere that you're not supposed to be. Exactly. Especially when you go with God. If you follow on God, though. <laughs> yeah, if you follow on God. If you follow. Now, if you're not, I don't know what to tell you. You might end up where you're supposed to be. But. <laughs> you might. You're going to be in the same position. Yeah, you just might. But if you follow on God, you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. Because, like, mm-hmm. even now, the purpose, the the first conversation that me and Cecil ever had about a podcast, we didn't even know what it was going to be. We thought just a, what, what we said, a brunch. Oh, yeah, we said we were going to have a, a brunch. Time brunch. Yeah. But we realized all this stuff that we had been went through, had and went through, was for a reason. <laughs> Wait, hold on, because I know you didn't just say that. What? Had been with girl. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, girl. I'm thinking, Lord Jesus. No, no. I'm sorry, y'all. We don't edit these. (laughs) But yeah, all we had been through was for a reason. And if we had not Mm -hmm. been through that, we have we wouldn't give y'all. We wouldn't have nothing to give y'all. Period. Yeah. So instead of harboring on to resentment and anger, you need to put all that energy into whatever your purpose is. And you will not find your purpose right. unless you find God. So, mm-hmm. one thing, hold on, I don't want me to cut you off, but okay. one example that I wanted to use is, I don't know if y'all watch Pastor Mike, but he, Mike Todd, but he basically used the example of like, Joseph, everybody know his But no matter what Joseph went through in life, he faithfully served God. And so at the end of the day, when his brothers, need, when there was a famine in the land, no food, he was able to provide 
his brother's food. Like, they would have died if it wasn't for him. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of just, like, think about all the people that are kind of relying on you to live. Like, and I don't mean that literally, but it's just, like, people that, because I know a lot of people that's been coming to me in Lakes. it's just, like, they basically went through some of the same stuff we've been through. And if we would have never went through it, like, we wouldn't know what to tell them. We wouldn't know how to basically give them advice. And I know a lot of, you have to think everybody's not as so God's going to have you go through something for somebody else's benefit because mm-hmm. everybody isn't as strong as you. So he's going to need you in that position when it's time to be able to help other people. Yeah. But and I you, think it's, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you're still soaking on that hurt and stuff, like think of how many people you holding up or how many people not get spiritual healing because cause all y'all that's getting healing and stuff in this podcast, if we would have soaked on the stuff that our daddy did, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, and I think it's important to ask yourself, like, who, like, what are you going to let dictate dictate your life? Mm-hmm. Are you going to let your past make up your future? Or mm-hmm. are you just going to follow God, release all that anger, forgive, not forget, right. but forgive, mm-hmm. and let that person be your future? So it just depends on First off, how strong you is, mm-hmm. and then how open, how open you are to God, right? Because some and people if you can't forgive for you, forgive for your future family and for your future kids. Yeah, some people are so stuck on it's like they want to be hurt, like you don't. Yeah, like they like to feel hurt. Yeah, it's like you don't want peace. You don't mm-hmm. want a peace of mind. You don't want to have no type of anger towards somebody yeah and like i feel like and i and i know like to all y'all out there i know it's so much easier said than done because i we know but yeah. it's just like once you get that little bit of taste of peace and just joy mm-hmm. that god actually brings you and you surrender it like it's so much better yeah but you yeah, just so have you to sh- kind of want it for yourself though yeah so you- go realize that everything that was supposed to break you actually just made you to be a better person for you mm-hmm. your future kids your future grandkids and it's real important to when you know that it's generational curses going on please be try to be the one to stop it mm-hmm. because we're gonna get into that y'all too we're gonna show y'all we're gonna tell y'all about this just please try to be the one that stop just it stop kids. yeah yeah and all the hurt that you went through, because the one thing that kind of gets me is just, like, before I put myself back into a toxic situation or before I do all this and that, it's just, like, how would my oldest self, how would I tell my kid to do this? Like, how would I tell my child yeah. to cope with this? How would I help them get over this? But you can never, and I feel like if you can't, if you never got the childhood that you felt like you deserve, you should be doing everything in your power to try to give your future kid what they deserve and if you never you know it get spiritual healing and get what you need to do they will never get the father that they deserve because you won't be you won't have enough discernment to get to give that to them if that makes sense yeah so it's just like instead of you stopping the curse you just letting it keep going on mm-hmm. and on and on and yeah, at it some point work. it's got to stop yeah but so let's tell them the next step to getting over it. Once you so get over it, got the figure out the problem, get to know God, and then what else? So once you got over it and you talked to God about it, you forgave. Um, if you can, I would suggest that you try to communicate mm-hmm. because communicate with your dad because right. you never know. First off, life's too short to even mm-hmm. harbor any type of resentment toward that person. Whether they embrace you with open arms or not, the least you can do is try. Because once you yeah. say that you've tried, it's like you you really can't do nothing else. Like to a certain mm-hmm. extent, you're the child. So you can only yeah. try so much. But And as long as you know you did your part. Yeah. 
you can't really determine how other people feel. And like you know what I'm saying? You might be walking with God, but everybody else, you have that's one thing I had to realize. Everybody else is not walking with God. So mm-hmm. certain stuff that you know you do it and stuff like just because you forgive and forget you forgiveness is what you said earlier, forgiveness is for you. Yeah, forgiveness is for you. It's for you to first put your relationship with God back on the right track. Mm-hmm. Then it's to give the situation to God, no longer give that person the power of your emotions. And yeah. So basically, like once you forgive, it's not for that person, it's for you. Right. So once you forgive, all that peace is gonna come in. It's like you're not you're not trying to walk around mad no more. Like mm-hmm. even if they don't forgive the situation or they you said something to them because you felt like they wasn't in your life, they felt like you disrespected disrespected them. Once you get that peace, it's like it's it like nothing like else. It. Yeah, it's like nothing it's, else. Oh, really it's kind of hard to explain because you just have yeah. to like know for yourself. Also, I would just want to say because I know that everybody probably can't talk to that. So another thing would kind of be just getting a journal. I would say and just write out everything um, on a piece of paper. And light that thing on fire and let all that frustration, hurt, and everything burn with it. Or if you have, you know, like a friend like me and Lex, you know, write out a whole paragraph, uh, text him a whole paragraph, and just send it to your friend. Like, so you can just kind of feel like that you got it out. Yeah. And I don't want y'all, one thing about it, uh, a child, not even a child, a a, a, a kid, even mm-hmm. uh, I'm not even going to say a child or a kid because you can be grown and still feel this way. But even if your parent, if you feel like your parent has never been there or never been in your life, never paid no attention to you, abused you, don't go and cut your blessing short by disrespecting your parent. Yeah. Period. Do not go around disrespecting your parent because you feel like, Oh, you can't tell me nothing. You ain't never had no da da da. You ain't never been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't do that because you only cut your blessing short. And like I said, when you die and go to heaven, God is only gonna look at your heart. Mm-hmm. He's not, not gonna how look at did you how you responded. Yeah, he's not gonna look at oh that man abused you, so they gave you the right to go around here and slander his name. No, mm-hmm. you can't play tick for tat because now you're stooping down with him. Yeah. Or her, or your mom, whoever, mm-hmm. period, in general. So, yeah, I think that's a real important thing that y'all need to know. Just because you've been neglected, that don't mean you can go around here being disrespectful. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. But, guys, so, this is a nice I think that about wraps up our daddy talk. <laughs> um, so... I really hope this kind of gave y'all, like, you know, kind of some insight of how to basically view stuff in a different perspective of, like, basically viewing your situation. Because no matter what bad has happened, it can always be worked out in your favor. By my (laughs) J-Man. My J-Man Jesus. So, Luke, you ready to pray him out? Pray him out? Okay. Mm -hmm. First, God, I would like to start off by asking that you just place your hands on every woman that is listening. I would like for you to open their hearts so that they can begin to forgive each man that has caused them any heartbreak, trauma, or pain. I would then like for you to allow them to see themselves in the way that you saw them when you created them. And lastly, I would like to allow that no thoughts of revenge or anger harbor in their hearts. Amen.